This is Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And we are doing our final Real Housewives of Beverly Hills podcast today. We will be covering Reunion Part 3 and 4. And we just want to say how much we appreciate your flexibility this month with these bi-weekly check-ins. Once again, I know it, it's a weird thing because it makes us seem like more out of the loop for like a week, which I hate. But then when we watch them back to back, I'm like, no, this is the way. This is the way that it should be watched. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most of episode or reunion part three, everyone was just like, oh, ha ha, look at all these funny things. And I'm like, let's get to the juice. Right. Let's get to the goods. <laughs> Um, okay, so we pick up exactly where we left off with the Kathy and Kyle weeping moment. Um, yawn. Yawn. Though, I'm just like, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to see this infamous Kathy temper in the future, you know? Mm. Like, there's just enough where you know that we only got, like, we really got just the tip with Kathy Hilton this season. And there's so much more to be had. Yeah. Moving forward, I'd like to see her get a little. Get her hands dirty. Yeah. Let's For get sure. in. Let's get into a little bit more. I, I, I don't know if she will because I just she just seems to be so guarded and so has. I don't know. I mean, everyone has responsibilities, it seems like. But Kathy is like the only one who's like allowed to just kind of do whatever she wants you know like she didn't show she wasn't here for all four episodes of the reunion yeah because you know, she wasn't involved and in as much yeah you know yeah yeah but it's, i just even like kyle saying something like before the show she had never taken a girl's trip she had never seen her sister drive herself you know and you're just like what like i don't know the mystery that is kathy will always just excite and delight me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then we move on to Coatgate, which I completely had blocked out of all of my memoirs. And <laughs> uh, violation gate. Violation I think. gate. I was worried about how long we were going to be here, but luckily it wasn't too big. Of yeah, a thing. we got the crystal segment. Really tragic that she's getting hundreds of I racist know. hate mails Sheesh, a day. People. The Internet is a scary place. Like, I don't understand what possesses anyone to send DMs to, like, celebrity strangers who will absolutely, like, never realistically engage. But, oh, then you haven't seen my second Twitter. <laughs> but then when you go out of your way to, like, be so cruel. I and know. It makes no vile, sense, I'm like, too. I'm like, you? what did she do to, like, I mean, no one does anything to warrant that. All you right. know what I mean? Obviously. But you're just like, seriously? Like, a bunch of trolls. Get a life. I know. Super sad. Um, oh, this was just a random quote that I was like, er, Kathy. So, like, Andy made a point to be like, now that we know you, we almost feel like we understand Kim even better. Like, mm, her, mm -hmm. her eccentricness. And... Oh, I'm telling you, I'm still like, can we start a petition for the Richard sisters Bravo show? Because that's the show I want to watch. 
But I was so intrigued when Kathy's like, no, the one that nobody here, no, nobody knows the real Kyle. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, do tell Kathy. Like, ugh, I just want more secrets to come out. Um, the lampshade hat. <laughs> I like how Kyle called it the, the coffee filter. She has the hat in all colors, and she says it's, quote, so cute and so chic. Hmm. I'm obsessed. Obsessed. Interesting. Interesting <laughs> take there. Okay, so then we go through... Erica's stories of the burglary, eye surgery, allegedly roll car five times on the way. (laughs) (laughs) So we cycle through like all of Erica's like past stories of these absurd things that never make sense. And then we get to the whole like um, double date dinner with Dory, Kyle, Mo and PK. PK. And I just find it fascinating that once again, we watch the whole charade begin, which is Erica calls them out and basically is like, that was really hurtful for me to watch, blah, blah, wah, wah, wee, wah. Like, I don't care about her side of things, obviously. But she says that. And then Kyle's immediately, frantically defending the whole night, the conversation. I, You know how the guys get. Oh, when Mo and PK get together, I can't control what they say. Just so you know, Mauricio has been by your side and believed you the whole time. And then Dory, we were just trying to tell the story. And it was just getting all jumbled and confused. And I'm like, oh, my God, like the circles that you two will still run around Erica to avoid just being like, yeah, we're really sorry. It's not a good look. But like, that's kind of where we were at at that moment. We didn't know what to make of your stories anymore. We were doubting everything. You know, like, God. They were from the moment that Erica was finished speaking her last word about feeling like her feelings were hurt. Mm-hmm. Both of them immediately Scramble. were falling over each other trying to kiss Erica's ass. Ugh. It was embarrassing to so watch. Embarrassing. embarrassing to watch. And you know, I mean, it's uh, it I don't know. It, it I did not like how, you know, obviously Erica got asked the tough questions which we'll get into. I really don't think that Kyle and Dory his feet got held to the fire as much as I would have liked to see. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel like we touched certain things. It would seem like we were going to go somewhere with like a tweet that someone put out or a hard question. And then it just always got like fluffed and floofed. Yeah. Um, but I, fi- I mean, so like that's a common theme that I feel like kind of is a through line between both of these episodes for these girls. And then you have... Erica's common theme continued, which is completely like her complete inability to take any responsibility for literally anything like her behavior, the way she's come for certain people, her reactions to things like just so 
fiercely defensive. It look it's a bad look. Um, and so it was just funny, like this, but she would do this thing and she did this in this part and in the next part where she's constantly going, well, you could have come to me. You could have picked up the phone. All you had to do was pick up the phone. You could have asked me. And it's like, wait, but literally 20 seconds ago, you just showed, you proved why no one was comfortable ever coming to ask you anything. Because when a single question would escape someone's mouth, you would flip your lid and act like the audacity of you, you know? So she just like, she can't, it's like, which one is it, Erica? Do you want everybody to be open and honest? Or do you, are you just, abhor, is it abhorrent that your friends would even have these questions to begin with, you know? So she does this whole thing, whatever it is you need, I'm, you know, you could have asked me, I'm here. And it's like, okay, Erica. So no thoughts. I mean, that's the thesis of this whole reunion. Yeah. Is... I'm so over Erica at this whole point, and it's hard for me to not launch into like a just five minute tirade about it all because I know that we still have a lot to talk about. But I mean, it's appalling to me the way that she conducts herself. Yeah. And and this whole you could have come to me, you could have come to me. It's like everyone that comes to you, you bite their head off. You know, and and Andy got into it a little bit later and like kind of called her on it. But I think she's a trash human and I don't feel sorry for what happens to her at all. Zero percent of me. That's fair. So that's my five minute tirade (laughs) summed up in 20 seconds. So we get into the whole L.A. Times thing again. And she's like, like, so it was used as an example. Like, well, Erica, the whole reason that we called the meeting after La Quinta within a day was because you bounced. You literally bounced. You ran away the second that we all like got, saw the article break. So it looked like you were running and didn't want to deal with it. She's denying the LA times doesn't call me. They don't tell me when it's they're a writing hit a job. hit piece. This is blah, not, blah, blah. I literally read something in the last week from one of the LA Times writers of this. Uh-huh. And they said, yes, we do not say the piece on you is coming out tomorrow. Sure, we don't always give you like an exact day, but it's always near future and we always call for comment. So like we called for comment and Erica did not want to contribute, period. So she knew it was coming out. So uh, she's just full of shit. I'm like, you're lying. Like, you knew it was coming. Maybe you didn't know it was coming that day. And maybe that even speaks to why you were that much more shocked when it originally came out. Or I don't well, know, and, and the way that she, like, downgrades the LA Times. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to, like, get all political. Everyone's got their opinions on, like, news sources and whatnot. But the LA Times, regardless of what you think, is not okay magazine right. above the candy at your local grocer. Right. You know, like they have to like source their articles. And, like and I think journalists. that's like the disconnect that she's not yeah. she's not understanding. Yeah, and other people are understanding. Yeah. And I think like it is, you know, she is a quote celebrity. You know, she is. And I think she's just used to this, you know, 
TMZ and mm-hmm. this kind of like grocery store Lost gossip it. mag yeah. and page six and all this stuff. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is not what this, that is. Right. You know, We're like all stupid. they did the research and the sourcing Yeah. and have the documents that show the 20 million or whatever. Like it, yeah. it's due, it's due diligence. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. And like, that just really annoys me. It, like it yeah. bothers me how it's just brushed off. Oh, it's just a hit piece from the LA Times. It's like, right. come on. Yeah, and I feel like Andy brings this up in the next part as well. But it was he did bring up like, you know, a big reason why everyone was so upset with you is because you did not show remorse for victims. Mm-hmm. And you made yourself out to be a victim. Yeah. And like the thesis of her response to anything coming from this angle, which because it happens multiple times. I'm not a victim. Of course, I feel bad for any of the alleged victims. But how do you think I feel? How do you think it feels to be me? Exactly. It's literally the equivalent of like, I'm sorry, but. Yes. It's. That's all she does. I'm not a victim. Of course, I'm sad for the victims, which I love when everyone goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean, of course? Well, no. You never said that. Exactly. Andy, you know, uh, Andy asks, like, how do you, you know, how do you feel? And she goes, I feel horrible. And I've said that over and over. And everyone is like, you've never said that. No, you haven't. And then she's like, I've said as much as I could. And I might have fucked myself by doing so. Um, When she gets, look at here, sir. I turn away in disgust. (laughs) Well, and then Andy basically, I thought it was like, this was a perfect way to characterize it. He was like, look, bottom line, people are upset from what appears to look like just a life that you have led since all of this horrific information came out of consumption and indifference. And it's like, that's exactly it. That's where I land at this point. I do not think that she was involved in any sort of like deeply nefarious way before. I do think they had a weird disconnected marriage. I am not, it's not hard for me to think she was very far away from all the finances and that he controlled her in that way. And that she sent her paycheck off and all she knew was she was allowed to buy whatever she wants, and she never asked questions. I am sort of like feel like with that stuff, I've fully circled back and I believe that. But that doesn't change anything about how she has conducted herself the last almost two years and how trash that behavior has been. The defensiveness, the rudeness, the indifference the obsession with herself as the only victim of this issue, the, I mean, you, you would have been better the off. Instagram. Yeah, the flippancy of Instagram and how, like, not only were you, okay, let's just, like, go out on a limb and choose to believe what you said about, like, because a lot of those lingerie photos, like, they are, they're sponsored, right, by, like, a lingerie company, a.k.a. she's getting paid to post those. So she makes a comment like, what? So what am I not supposed to do? I mean, am I not supposed to do my ads that I was hired for? I mean, aren't I supposed to make a living? And it's like, bitch, Fenty Beauty did not ask you to post a picture of you in the lingerie and write, 
all you motherfuckers are so gullible. It's making me laugh. Or, you know what I mean? Like, go, go, miss me with that. That's a joke. Yeah. And, you know, early in the season, I was very much like, oh, she's involved, you know, but mm-hmm. like, I, I wanted that, like. Yeah, it's that a juicy was, story. It's fun. It's a juicy story. Now, I don't even care about that. I don't care. Like, I don't care her level of involvement because she has shown me enough of who she is as an indi- as an individual, regardless of if she's like completely one hundred percent exonerated or not. Yeah. The way that she, yeah, the Instagram, the way that she treats these supposed friends. It's atrocious. Yeah. It's, It's, you know, and and the closest people to her are the ones that are hovel at her feet. Grovel. (laughs) I knew there was a vol. They grovel and they hovel in a space hovel. Yes. (laughs) They are groveling at the feet. And she, like, like they're the jesters in her court. And it's a freaking joke. And it's stupid. And you know what? Like, props to... Props to Garcelle and Sutton mm-hmm. for what they're doing. I think Crystal sees it going down one of two paths for her mm-hmm. as a housewife. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of trying to stay out of it, I think. Because yeah. she's like, if I... I think if she were to speak her mind fully, she would be more from where Garcelle I and agree. Sutton come from. And that kind of bums me out. I feel like she's bailing a little bit on that. Yeah. But she also is like, wait a minute. I am not going to put myself in this position. In the line of fire from the psycho lady. Yeah. Because we all know they're already filming and they're all in the cast again. Yeah. So, She's yeah, playing you know, it safe. Yeah. Um, Which, okay, and again, we have flip-flop, flip-flop, Erica. So he says something about the consumption and indifference mm-hmm. that you show. And she goes, I don't have to do anything except defend myself. And I'm like, what does that even mean? And then... He asks Rina, what do you think about her behavior? And she's like, well, I understand where she's coming from, but I do think that she's feeding the fire and making it worse. And then we get a, what did Erica know? I'm out on Rina, by the way. Oh, totally. I'm I'm out on Rina. We've been Rina stands on this. This is, you know. We've been out on Rina for half the season. Yeah. We were Rina stands at the beginning, but, you know. I I I need to take a long good look in the mirror and think <laughs> long and hard about if I want to continue to defend this woman. And you know what? The answer is no. Yeah. No, it is no. Um but he asks her, What did you know, Erica? And she just goes, So this whole interaction, so bizarre. She goes, I do not work at Girardi Kesey. All the financials are kept there. And then Andy goes, so the answer is no. And Erica goes, there's your answer. Just. What is that? That's something people do who don't want to blatantly lie. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't want to blatantly say the answer. So they're just like, there you go. You said it. You said it. Like oh, so my weird. Gosh. And then interesting. So Crystal goes something. I think Andy was like, any questions that you ladies still have for her? Crystal's like, The one thing I really don't understand is like if I found out that my husband had done this stuff, like victimized people with his financial dealings, 
like I would be livid. And she was like, where is your anger towards Tom? And then Erica fucking loses it again. Yeah. And then ends up being like, am I angry enough now for you? Uh, How do you know? I'm? It's funny. It's like, how do you know I'm not angry? Just come to me. Just come to me. And it's I like, one. I mean, honestly, babe, this happened like five times during this episode where she would say, "Come, oh, just all you need to do is come to me if you have questions. Yeah. Someone would ask a question. Flip She'd out. flip out. And then part of the yelling is, you could have come to me. I, I mean, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I'm living in the twilight zone. I know. Seriously. It's I know. insane. Well, and then and then he does, and he comes in and says, yeah. look, when the women ask you questions that are fairly reasonable, you lash out. And I did love that he went there and he stayed there for a second. Yeah. So I feel like that's the mo- that was reunion part one. But and then we just pick up right where we left yeah. off. And Erica is insisting that she should have been included in the meeting after La Quinta, which I just find laughable. Like, right. I'm like, oh, yeah. Right after you fucking screamed at Garcelle for something that made no sense, like the day before and then told her everything was OK, but then we're ignoring her. But you should have been included when you pieced out early after all of that, when they all met up from the article. Like, no, what a joke. Again, going back to this, like, I'm an open book. You could have come to me. And it's like, no, we couldn't have. We all know how that would have gone down. This is my other favorite grilling where, like, I just felt like she did not like her. She sucked at making her case. He goes, so have you asked him if he did it? Remember, friends, this would be the most obvious question that one would ask, right? Especially if we're so angry and we feel so duped and blah, blah, blah. I don't, I, I, she doesn't know what to say. I've asked him why, 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 and you're going, what, what is she? Why, why, what? why would you leave me this way? And I was just like, okay, so no, you still haven't even asked him point blank if he did it. And you know what? It's because you don't fucking care. You are mad because you got left holding the bag. Your name's getting dragged through mud and you are losing access to your riches. That is why you are mad. Yeah. It has never for you really been about all of that. You don't really care. Like, I really believe that. Yeah. I do. Um, and then, I mean, then we go well, she into says more, he's... like, it doesn't even matter what he says because he's incompetent. Yeah. So then we're, like, getting more He doesn't more even know that. these lawsuits are occurring right, right now. Right, he's acting like they don't even exist, which, meanwhile, as she's, like, weep, snarl, sharing her story, Kathy is putting lipstick on. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like needed to be noted. Um, what did you think of that, though? I mean, like, so the, we also, of course, get into, like, are you talking to Tom? And then it's like, oh, well, I wasn't. And then I saw that photo of him where he does look literally like he has decrepited from the Crypt Keeper's decrep. And <laughs> that was a lot. And of- that she says that's when 
she decided to like intervene by like calling and making sure that like he was in a good place and he was being taken care of. Okay, fine, reasonable. And then I don't know, but I still, so do you, do you, do we just accept as fact now though, that he truly has like mentally fully declined? I think so. Yeah. I think so. It's just such a convenient thing, but I guess like, I guess this is what happens. Like stressor moments do trigger faster, more rapid decline when health things are already happening. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to. so convenient. No, for sure. I mean, here's the thing. And and this is the important thing to go back to. The crimes did not happen when he. In the last three years. In the last three years. Right. Period. You know, that's it. There it is right there. Um, You know, uh, even. Yeah. This has been going on. Well, and like, yeah, yeah. it's come out. He's been shadily doing bullshit with victims' money since the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so protected financially and politically that it wasn't coming out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to, you're trying to think of like, okay, pandemic, they're eating dinner together every night. (laughs) He's going into work all the time. Like, was it happening then? Like, was he declining then? Because right. it didn't seem like there was any talk of declining. No, there wasn't. At Which least at Erica Shade. She was protect- protecting him. Okay. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't care about, like, when it happened for Tom. Bottom line is this isn't going to, like, absolve him of anything in court, which is the important part. Right. So. I just thought it was interesting. So, like, she had spent so much time this season, once she decided she was going to really push that cognitive decline narrative that started exactly three years ago, which Andy like put her on the spot about and was like, a lot of people felt like that was a weird chess move of like, and now this is my story, you know? And then all of a sudden now, you know, I'm not a doctor and I don't claim to know when Tom's cognitive decline started. I'm like, Oh really Erica? Now you're not a doctor and you don't have any idea when it started. Okay. Again, obviously a lawyer thing. She obviously got in trouble. She did make reference to getting in trouble by her lawyers, mm-hmm. which is interesting and not a fucking surprise at all. Um, I did think I this- thought it was pretty interesting. Very, very clearly stated that that $20 million did not yeah. come from her account. Yeah. My- Okay. Just like I guess. adamant denial. And that's when she was like, oh, this is a hit piece. This is a hit piece. And Rena's backing her up. And I'm just like, Rena right. needs to crawl out of her ass, please. I know. Gosh. Ridiculous. Um, I thought it was interesting when, you know, Sutton and or Garcelle, I think maybe it was Garcelle, was like, if you, to Rena, if you care so much about Erica, why were you pushing her, Sutton, to say things that would hurt Erica? Oh, yeah. This Thank is the point where Rena. Thank you very much. Yeah. I was so happy she said that because that is just the most, that's obvious shit. It's fucking obvious. And the housewives have this, like, really distorted version of honesty, like, obsession. And it only, of course, applies when, like, 
it will feed drama or get someone else out of their doghouse. It's like, oh, well, what about you? Be honest about you. And it's like, okay, there is such thing as like, yes, being authentic and transparent as a person. That does not mean you need to say every single thought and feeling to every single person that you run into in your life. And I resent that being the way we characterize like mature honesty. It's bullshit. Well, that, and I think it also played that I agree with hundred percent. And also this idea of, well, if I'm open, honest, and authentic, then no one can come for me and I can't be still an asshole person, you know, right. like, and I know they're a little bit different, but I think it's kind of like one in the same. And it just, cause I yeah. think that was Erica's like, whole thing yeah you know and it's like yeah it's well like, you can no, still be a, a bad person if you're like oh, look uh, what i'm answering all the questions i'm a bitch yeah you know you like, know? like we've said it before and we'll say and it again yeah and i so i love that garcelle said that because that's always bothered me yeah. like and i felt like kyle was just as guilty of that actually so i do think it's interesting that she got to skate by that question because i felt like she was almost just as guilty but it's true and Rinna doesn't really have a great response, but just says, what? I just wanted people to be honest. I just wanted people to be honest. And then ends up admitting that she already told Erica in advance, like prepared her for the fact that Sutton had said that she did have questions. So it's like, you really just like set up this whole fucking scene, Rinna, like on purpose. Yeah. So no wonder you were goading Sutton in the moment because you had already told Erica, get ready like, yeah. this is what's going to happen tonight. Come ready. You Completely know, it's just, ridiculous. she's such a little chess player. Yeah. Um, I loved, though, this was when Andy read this tweet uh, where someone was like, I'm so disappointed in the way that half of this cast did and didn't choose to handle or confront Erica throughout the season. Crystal, you were quiet. Kyle, you were a kiss ass. And Dory, you were duplicitous. And I was like, yes, get it. I love when he picks tweets like that because yeah. I'm like, you secretly agree, don't you, Andy? Um, yeah. Is that, okay, now we need to get into this bully thing because mm -hmm. that was also something that was brought up. Oh, yeah. And there was a tweet that someone sent in and had all these pictures of like yeah. Erica's snarl face. Yeah. And I can't remember what the exact question was, but it was pretty much like, wait, how come we're not calling, calling bully. this bullying when Erica is the clear one who's been bullying people for years, right. but Garcelle gets called a bully. Right. This did not, this was brushed past and it like pissed me off and it pissed me off. Yeah. Because this, and then what this Erica has like to say about reckoning. it. Yeah. But like, I hear what she's saying in that there is different, different cities do confrontation differently. Mm -hmm. And we have said that the Beverly Hills women can all be a little bit too prim, proper, and like they're all so concerned with being polite that we don't usually get like the same kind of just explosive honesty that we get in other cities sometimes. Um, but I still think the funny though, part is I, well, okay, let me complete this thought. Okay. The funny part, based on what I just said, is that if what if Erica really wanted everyone in this cast to be balls out confrontational the way that some of our other cities are, 
I would love to see how she dealt with what what energy she'd get coming towards her. Because you know, you know, do you get what I'm saying? Well, it's easy for her to say exactly, that because, because she's, she's the, the only old, one yeah, exactly. willing to, to like, that's the thing. It's like her fight energy, her defensiveness energy, it doesn't match anybody else's most of the time. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, oh, you want to not be, you want everyone to like let loose and like be way more loud and in your face about what they really feel. I'd love to see how that went for you. Like, you think it sounds good now because it supports you, but no, 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 no. Well, it sounds good with this. It sounds good when you're talking about, like, Suttons and Kyles and Dorit's who are more meek. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But, like, do you want, yeah, do you want Crystal coming at you like that? Right. You know, like, no. come on. I know. Well, and then we zero in on the Sutton and the Erica of it all. That was kind of like one of the last things that we really touch on in this part um, of the reunion. And I honestly, I, I, I don't know why, but I was shocked that she at the least would not take responsibility for being too harsh and threatening Sutton at that dinner. I couldn't believe it. She just would absolutely not. And then she basically like, she called her a bitchy effing C-U-N-T. I just was shocked that she couldn't even take responsibility for threatening her because everybody watched it. And like, why is that okay? And then of course her fixation is just that, like trying to make Sutton seem crazy for the fact that she got security for a week, which Sutton did not lead with that info. Andy outed her with that, I think. Yeah. Um, But then immediately Sutton called her out like, hey, in San Diego, you pretended to be my friend and you pretended that we were good. And your whole obsession is that, like, I committed the ultimate sin by calling you a liar. But what was that? You lied to my face. And then Erica goes, oh, no, that's not me lying, honey. That's me playing you. OK, back Excuse it up. Me. Riddle me. Riddle me that. I, I, unbelievable. And this is when I'm like seething, just ready for the episode to end because I'm so angry at Erica. <laughs> when? Tim gets so triggered while we're watching Bad Behavior. Oh my gosh, it makes TV. me so angry. Um, I'm sorry. When is, when did calling someone a liar become the ultimate sin? Okay, first of all, in real life, in real life, I mean, yes, it's a serious thing, but it's not. I mean, I could think of like 10 other things that you could accuse someone of being that are way more serious than saying you lied about X, X, Y, or Z. Like, And the funny part is that in her obsession over the fact that Sutton called her a liar, she said... Like, she ends up saying the sentence, like, 150 more times than Sutton ever did. Yeah. You know? She it's kept like, saying, you called me a liar. You called me a liar. Yeah. And I'm like, what are we talking about? Because to my understanding, this season, Sutton is saying that she's lying about, like... Specific stories. Specific stories. Not your whole character trait is a lie. You are a liar at right. heart. You right. know? Okay. So, in the real world... I don't even understand how that's like a serious, serious 
accusation to say, to call someone out for lying about something, right? Yeah. On reality TV. I know. In, in On a Real Housewives franchise, calling someone a liar is something that gets thrown around Left once right. a week, yeah. every episode. I mean, like if, if you were to watch a, Again, a week you of Bravo talk to me about Potomac, Atlanta, and New York City, ma'am. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can't handle it. Yeah, you, you can't. Be able you to can't because it. you can't handle it right now. Yeah, exactly. It is like a, a thing that just gets thrown around like nothing. Yeah, and so you're not able to turn this into I got slight. Like I faced the most amount of slight because I was called a, a liar. liar. Like, give me a break. Come off it. Seriously. Oh, I think that's what, like, subconsciously was bothering me. And I was happy I was able to, like, get that that out. Same thing. Um, LOL to the Tom car crash report once again being reported. Kind of changing in real time. Meanwhile, Rinna flanking her, making every possible sound effects she can to emphasize Erica's story points and, and like, mm, oh, mm-hmm. oh, wow. I'm just like, Rena, stop, stop. So Let bad. her stand on her own. It's so bad. And then we got the, why did you say allegedly to how long Tom was unconscious? Once again, that story makes little to no sense, y'all. If anyone understands it better, after this week, please do tell. I don't think, I, I think if you were to do, like, <laughs> if there were to be a contest, right? Yeah. A, and and everyone would just, like, submit to Bravo. I would love everyone to submit a stop motion animation of what they think Erica's story yeah. of what happened that fateful night do, was. Even if you could, like. I want to watch a bunch of different little shorts. Yeah, of, like, what <laughs> happened. Like. <laughs> I need like some diagrams of some toy cars no, here. I literally don't understand the location. Nothing not makes in the sense. backyard below the backyard. We've spent over the fence. how many hours this season watching Erica talk about this Tom crash oh or this God. Tom crash, this, this car Tom crash, crash. <laughs> this Tom crash. <laughs> the and, whole season was a Tom. And crash. I don't think anyone out there, if they had to write a report, would could, uh, could figure it out. Get anything more than like. The beginning, and the then I love how five, yeah. twelve hour concussion, calling her laying in the dirt. It would be a hilarious, no like, yeah, it would be a hilarious short it's of like just a drunk everything. Hist- that would be a great drunk history. Oh, episode. that would be a great <laughs> drunk history episode. It is a drunk history. I mean, like yeah. in and of itself, the yeah, way it it's is. told, it's like a drunk history episode. Well, um, she does say when he's like, why did you say right after you told everyone this story, like a week later, Dory brings it up and you go, well, allegedly he was unconscious for 12 hours. And then she, I felt like, oh, this is like the most honest moment you've ever had. She just kind of laughed and was like, because my lawyers got upset that I was talking so much. And I love how Andy asked about the sun. He's like, so snowing? And she's like, I'm not talking about that. He's like, so why was it snowing where your son was? We're not going to get into that. We're just not. I'm like, oh my gosh. I guess it was just too long in the day. I was like, damn it. She should have to fucking answer for this. Her saying that it was snowing in Pasadena is still one of the most psychotic things she said all season. This car rolled five times. Tom's car was Four rolling. Four times, five times. My favorite little nickname that we got for Sutton was Fancy Drew, though. Oh, yeah. They had dropped that really and watch cute. What Happens Live. 
Really? Yeah, in the past. Oh, I have. missed it. Yeah. Um, we once again get a the legitimate claims need to be taken care of. Of the victims. That's that is that is the most extensive that she will say about her concern for the victims. The legitimate claims need to be taken care of. Oh, Erica, Jesus. Like, where, where, you really couldn't summon any better acting for this? No. Even a single, and then I laughed because, so Kathy's butler comes out at the end, you know, that poor butler who had to witness that heinous Kathy's dinner party from Hell Night. Poor butler? I think that, like, I would be a butler if I got to witness that for free. That, I mean, that is a <laughs> well, treat to be able to witness that. he's a man, and he's, like, so old. But I think it's so funny. So he comes out with the martinis, and, like, Andy makes a comment, like, are you okay? I can't believe that you're, like, here again. And Erica apologizes to the butler. Like, for the past better than I've seen her apologize to anybody all season. I just was like, Oh, I'm watching her give like a a true little apology right now. That feels like it's coming from a real place. It's to the Butler for embarrassing herself, but she still hasn't apologized to Sutton for literally threatening her. No, it's a, I'm, I'm a thousand percent done with Erica. I, I I just, I just. Okay, well, so I have a question okay. for you because obviously we've made it clear we're probably not yeah. recapping next season. Yeah. But we also know that Erica is filming at least so far. Okay. So what? Are you like gonna boycott or something? No, I will just be actively rooting for her demise. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, a couple positives. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious to see. I mean, everyone knows the national treasure that is Kathy Hilton mm-hmm. on this. It, it I forgot how, just how many Kathy moments there was. Yeah. You know, like it, the highlight reel on her is so impeccable. Yeah. I mean. I will never, ever, ever not laugh watching her. I mean, I, it was the hard bread. the howling at the dogs. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot about the eardrops in the eyes. <laughs> Obviously the hunky dory, you know, I mean, it, it like there's other stuff Iconic. too. I wrote, wrote them down, but yeah, I mean, just amazing. Iconic. What? Iconic. Iconic. The, um, I they didn't even wet. show the sweeping of the glass with the barbecue oh, yeah. brush, you know, like it's just amazing. Amazing highlight tape. I feel like I'm watching Kobe score 81 against the Raptors anytime they show like highlights of Hilton. <laughs> it was a great season. Honestly. Oh, and I had another positive too. Okay. Sorry, I forgot. I cannot stop laughing. I need to have this. <laughs> I need to like find a way to get this onto my phone and save it so that if I'm having a bad day, I can go and laugh. What? Watching PK and Mauricio at the dinner table <laughs> talking about the car crash is my personal favorite moment of the season. Yeah. When he's like, he's not a soccer player. <laughs> he's got a head injury. She goes, do the ankle. <laughs> it is cracks me up every single time I the know. way that they're cackling. 
And I love it. I know. And I think that honestly, the biggest shame of the whole thing is that the women can't just own that that was a fun night and that that's kind of how they felt in that moment. Yeah, exactly. Like you honestly make it less amusing knowing now how you guys have tried to basically walk it all back and absolve yourself like you're Julius Cesar. I just think, you know what, we get it like that we get. Here's how I would respond to that. We get that uh, you saw that and were offended. Mm-hmm. And we know that you're going through a lot. And we're sorry. But, well, no, you can't say but after sorry. I just called someone out on the show for it. You did. <laughs> <laughs> that being said. Oh, good one. That being said. Um, we were also, we were going, going, through we were also going through a lot. We were trying to process what was going on. And we on. were trying to process. And you know what? Sometimes you have to laugh. Sometimes you have to laugh. And so sorry it was at your expense, but sorry, not sorry. Exactly. I agree. I fully agree. Um, Any final thoughts? Final thoughts. I mean, here's the thing. This has been such a full season, and this has probably been one of the most entertaining Beverly Hills Housewives seasons we've had in a long time. We watch a lot of other franchises and love a lot of other franchises. And even though B Hills was like our first love, we have like over the seasons felt a little bit like it gets less and less exciting and good and crazy. And so like, hey, we got what we asked for. Beverly Hills came so strong. We had drama on all sides on so many levels. And I I mean, to know that this whole season literally start the next season, season 12, starts shooting with Dorit getting her home broken into and Erica like hanging out with her. It's like, oh, it's not going to stop. Like, I think, I think that they probably feel like we have found our cast and we're going to hold on tight. Yeah. So ranking of, do you have your housewives ranked for Beverly Hills? On Merit at First Sight podcast, I do power rankings. So I have power rankings. Okay, go for it. Should What's I, our measuring system? Just well, I ju- I'm like just going off of my favorites. Okay. My favorites. Uh, do you want me to go from last to first or first to worst? First to worst. First to worst. Number one, Garcelle. Mm-hmm. Two, Kathy. Mm-hmm. Three, Sutton. Sutty buddy. Four, oh. Crystal. Mm-hmm. Five, Kyle. Six, Rinna. And seven, Erica. I would say that would be probably my exact... Oh, I forgot Dorit, obviously. I mean, okay, that pretty much sums it up right there. That sums it up right there. We forgot Dorit in the power rankings. Um, No, Dorit would be right after, right after. Before Rinna. Before Rinna, after Kyle. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. We pretty much have the same rank. That is apropos. Except I would probably have, like, if I could, I would have Garcelle, Kathy, and... Who's Sutton probably just like tied. Oh, and a tier of their own. And a tier of their own, yeah. But thank you all so much for tuning in this we made whole it. season. We've had so much fun. This is our first full season of a show that we have completed recapping. Wow, that's a good point. Because we started with Married at First Sight, but we only did half the season because yeah, we started yeah. halfway through. And we started this baby in June. And we've been going ever since. So glacier. chock full of so many memories. And we hope that you will join us 
in the lifetime married at first sight sphere because it is a fun, wild ride. And season 14 will be starting to air in January. So it's pretty much full time throughout the year. Never really leaves you hanging for too long. So we hope you see we see you over there. Find us on the Instas and the TikToks and leave the reviews and share it with your friends. Oh, and if you are our 27th reviewer, you will get a shout out in our next pod. Okay, we love you. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.